needed this morning. Latina. Soy Latina. Yeah. Vamos. <laughs> That's Genesis, by the way. I met her this morning. She's like, who are you? I need to know who you are. Amen. It is so wonderful. I'm excited to be able to be here today um, with you. Um, we, are, we are praying. We are excited um, to be able to see diversity growing here at North Central. How many say amen? Come on. Come on. Yeah. Man, God calls us all. God calls us all. Amen. Didn't Travis do an excellent job yesterday? Come on, give him a round of applause. It was fantastic. It was fantastic in learning that it, it, is, it is up to us to say yes to God. So I don't have as much energy as Mr. Travis does. So look, this is what I'm going to ask. Shout even when you don't feel like it. It's going to make me feel good. Yeah, all right, all right. <laughs> well, as, we, as I was uh, presented, I am in California. Uh, the church that I pastor is called Puente de Vida or Bridge of Life in Santa Paula. It's a great church. You're invited to come anytime you would like. I'm going to get right into the message. How many of you believe that we can have a healthy church in every community? Raise your hand if you think we can do that. How many think we can have a healthy church in every community? Well, I'm going to be really honest with you. When I heard this is... Uh, this is CMN's mission. They believe that we can. When I first heard it, I doubted it for a second. Maybe five, maybe a day, maybe a little longer than that, to be honest. Now, honestly, a healthy church in every community. Healthy church. I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about a facility with state-of-the-art technology and media. I'm not talking about a church that has hundreds or even thousands. I'm talking about a healthy church. Because there are healthy churches that are small, and there are healthy churches that are large. And there are unhealthy churches that are both sizes as well. Can we have a healthy church in every community? And I doubted it at first. But when I started to understand what a healthy church meant, it changed my mindset. See, because a healthy church isn't about the building. And it isn't about how many. You can have a healthy church with, with 20, 50, 100, 500, 1,000 or plus. A healthy church is about having people, right? People that are lovers of God. Lovers of each other and serve their community. And when I realized that's what a healthy church is, it changed my perspective in saying, you know what? Yes, we can. We can have a healthy church in every community. And when I talk about a healthy church in every community and serving our community, that healthy church serves the poor and it serves the rich. It serves the educated and the non-educated. It serves the gay as it serves the straight. Come on, it serves the marginalized and the vulnerable. It serves the documented and the undocumented. You go out there and you love God, you love each other, and you serve your community. Being whoever it may be, that's a healthy church. That's a healthy church. Can we have a healthy church in each community? Today I'm here to tell you, that I believe that God has given us everything we need to be able to do that. I do believe 
that God has given, given us everything we need. You see, when I started church planting about 10 years ago, we were excited. After praying for a long time, we had some pastors come up. I had some pastors come up to me and say, hey, we're going to merge our churches together, so we're going to have an empty building. Would you like it? I'm like, yeah, we would. That was an answer to prayer. I thought, God, yes. Two weeks before we launched, we found out that the churches weren't going to merge anymore. And the question was, if I was going to yell, yay, God. At the moment, it seemed like a huge loss. And we began to pray. And we had a couple on our team that said, Adelita, what do you think about starting it in our garage? Now, yeah, okay, I'm like, what? Nothing fancy about that at all. But I said, let's pray. And as we prayed, felt in our spirit that God was saying, do it. Do it. Start there. And that is when, again, a healthy church in in every community, I begin to ask myself, is this it? And God said, are you going to love people? Are you going to serve them? And we said, yes, we are. God said, it doesn't matter where you start. It only matters that you say yes. Somebody asked me at a, at a class that we were at yesterday, what's the hardest thing as a church planter? And I said, hearing the voice of God and knowing what he's saying to do. Knowing what step you're supposed to take. Because we would all love the grandiose. Did I got an amen? You can shout there, really. Yeah, we all want what's great, grandiose, big, exciting. But what does God say? And so as I begin this message, I, I just want to make sure you know, don't get me wrong. We need finances. If God were to say, Adelita, here's $3 million, I would take it. I would take it in a heartbeat. If he said 10, I'd take it and I'd travel too. And I'd love the idea of winning as many souls as we possibly could with bigger buildings and a lot of money. But at the, end, at the end of the day, the question is, is your church healthy? That's the question at the end of the day. Is your church healthy? Are you listening to what God is calling you to be a part of? See, God has a different way for everybody. Man, I was so excited hearing you, Travis, as you, as you preached yesterday. He's going to celebrate two years on September 22nd. And the church has grown to almost 600. Man, let's give God a round of applause. That's awesome. It's awesome. Man, we need to win people for Jesus. I'm at a church where I planted 10 years ago. And our our church is about 170. And we've planted three other daughter churches that are under 100. Totally different. The question is... Did God tell you, did you say yes, and is it healthy? I'm here to tell you that sometimes we fear and we're afraid because we think we can't. But I want to tell you that God has called us each. Yeah, I know you're saying here, was well, she going to have a scripture? Is this going to be founded in anything whatsoever? Anybody saying, 
Anybody saying that? All right, let me help you. Ephesians chapter 3, let's go. Ephesians chapter 3, verses 16 to 21. This is a prayer of the Apostle Paul for the church. This is a prayer from a church planting expert. And this is what it says, Ephesians chapter 3, verses 16 to 21. It says, I pray that out of his glorious riches, say glorious riches, he may strengthen you, say strengthen you, with power through the spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him, say now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. To him, say to him, and to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. And that's to God, to God. You know, all of this passage it ends by saying this, and to him be the glory in the church. In other words, make Jesus famous in the church. In other words, make it all about Jesus and do what we have to do and saying yes to make sure that he is made famous and he is glorified from generation to generation. See, I believe that if you look at this scripture, you can find a whole lot of incredible treasure and nuggets, but there are three things I want to tell you if, and I got 17 minutes, I, I'm here to tell you how can you be a part of building a healthy church. How can you do that? I want to tell you three things that I see here in the scripture. Number one, personally be strengthened. Personally be strengthened. Look at what it says. It says, and I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you. Point to your neighbor there, strengthen you. He may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being. Let me just tell you this. That the more yeses we get here at North Central, the more yeses we get from the people of God, those who attend a church, the more yeses we get to saying, I want to be strengthened in my inner being. I want to take my relationship with Jesus seriously. The more people that are saying, I want to be strengthened in my inner being. What is your inner being? Your inner being is the place where God dwells and works. That's your inner being. It is where God dwells and God works. You see, your inner being can be strong and your inner being can be weak. When your inner being is weak, it is because it is controlled by a lot of negative emotions. But when your inner spirit, inner being is strong, it is being controlled by the power of the Holy Spirit. And that makes a huge, huge difference. The question is, are you being strengthened in your inner being? Are you being controlled by fear, doubt, shame, guilt, thoughts of insecurity, failure, shattered dreams, disappointments? I tell you, that's not what the Apostle Paul was saying. I pray that you would be strengthened, 
that you would be strengthened through the spirit in your inner being. What he's saying is he's actually saying, I want you to be the opposite of that. I don't want you to fear. I don't want you to fear what God may be calling you to do or be a part of, whether it is your existing church or whether it is a church plans. Don't fear to be a part of that. Believe, don't be insecure about what God is calling you to be a part of. Be strengthened every day in your inner spirit to say yes. Don't be defined by your past. Don't be defined by your past. To be strengthened in your inner being does not mean you're perfect. You will sin. And you have come probably from a past that you would like to erase from your mind. But you have to live in being identified with Jesus. Live in your redemption. How many say yes? Man, live in your forgiveness. Live in your peace. Live in the strength. Live in believing that God can use me in whatever he has called me. And when I grew up in a Christian home, but it was dysfunctional. How many grew up in a Christian home, but it was dysfunctional? I heard my dad tell me he loved me at the age of 18. That was hard. There was a lack of affection. There was a lack of affection and presence. Now, my father loved me. I'm one of 13 kids. Woohoo! Familias grandes, yes! When we get together, we rent gymnasiums and at schools, I'm telling you. We last got together, we had to rent a gym and we were 150. Familia fuerte, strong family. My dad loved us, he worked hard. He provided for his family. But there were some insecurities. I'm a natural introvert. I'm a natural introvert. I wanted to be an extrovert with everything that I was. And it made me more insecure all the time I wanted to be more of an extrovert than to own who I was. And when I begin to be strengthened in my inner being, God said, I made you who you are, Miha. And I can use you just the way you are, Miha. And it doesn't make a difference if you're an extrovert or an introvert. I may not be used the same as an extrovert, but God can use me to do mighty and great things just like you. Yes, it is a reality, the embracing of who you are. I'm a woman. Gloria a Dios. Soy mujer. Yeah. How many women in the house? Come on, raise your hand. Give me a shout. Yeah. I'm a woman. I mean, come on, if we're, if, we're, if we're real, there's not a lot of lead pastors that are women even now. But we're growing. But we're growing. But we're growing. Yeah. And we're called to serve and we're called to lead and we're called to, to love as, as who we are. And so when God called me as a church planter, can you imagine the emotions that rise up? And how much you need to be strengthened in your inner being. That's where it all begins. I want to be strengthened in my inner being. I want to be part of a healthy church. No matter how that looks. That is the start. 
It is personally being serious about your relationship with God. And every morning waking up and saying, God, I want to be strengthened in my inner being through the power of the Holy Spirit. And if that means I'm going to open the word of God, if that means I'm going to kneel down, if that means I'm going to fast, whatever it takes to take your relationship serious and say, I need to be strengthened in my inner being. It's a personal matter. It begins by me saying, I want to personally be strong. Question, how is your inner being? How's your inner being? Only you can answer that. Secondly, we need to be strengthened corporately. This is what the word says, and I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together. Say together. May have power together. Say together. Together with all the Lord's people. Point at somebody and say, you're the Lord's people. Come on. You're the Lord's people. To grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. First, you got to be empowered personally. But as I see this scripture, the Apostle Paul is praying, you want to be a part of a healthy church? You not only have to take serious your personal relationship and being strengthened in your inner being, but you need to say, I need to come together. I need need to come together corporately. I need to be a part of a community. doesn't matter how large or how small it is. You just need to come together and get some radical strength and be strengthened even more because how many of you know you need to be reminded of the love of God? Life is tough. Ministry is rough. A lot of circumstances you can't control. And it doesn't matter how strong you are in your inner being. Life happens. Circumstances can bring you down if you're not strong. We started a church in Burwandiro, Michoacán, Mexico. I love to just say that. You need to check out if you can say that. Purwandiro, Michoacán, Mexico. We went, I went in June as we launched a plant in Purwandiro. In our launch service, we had 13 baptisms. It was exciting. And we were celebrating what God was doing and, and bringing people to Jesus in, in this community of Purwandiro. But last week, I get a phone call. I get a phone call from the pastor of our plant in Purwandiro. He is 22 years old. And he has two kids, two little ones. I know we Latinos can have children very young. 22 and has two kiddos. And he calls me and he says, Pastor, I've been told I have cancer. You can only imagine at the moment all of the emotions, right, for this 22-year-old with his family and his children and, and what that means. His name is Jose. He's always been strengthened in his inner being. When we went, man, he, I, I was amazed by his character and who he was. But he calls me and he says, we have cancer. He said, I have got cancer. He started to pray with this church, corporate strength. We began to pray at our church, corporate strength. We begin to encourage him with words of life, corporate strength. 
We begin to find out what's your need. How can we help you? You need surgery. Costing a lot of money that he doesn't have. People from the church at Bridge and Puente started saying, man, I'll have, a, I'll have a garage sale at my house and we'll bring it to the church. Man, I'll have this other fundraiser over here and we'll bring it to the church. And I was able, the board got together and said, we will make sure that he gets the necessary financial help for every procedure he needs medically. Corporate strength. Corporate strength. Coming together. Man, I'll tell you, when the, this last week as we talked, he was talking to me about the next outreach they were going to have on this Friday that just followed. And he said, we're so excited about it. Here is a 22-year-old with cancer fighting for his life and still not knowing, will I make it or will I not? But he's out in the street of the main plaza in Purwandiro, Michoacan, and saying, I will continue to be strong in the Lord. Corporate strength. Corporate strength. Corporate strength. You see, it's not enough to be strengthened personally in your inner being. As a healthy church, we must have corporate strength with your existing church. If you are, say, I'm going to join a church plan, and we will be a healthy church. You see, God has given us everything that we need. If I think, if I think of it as buildings or money, then I'm going to start doubting. But if I think about the church as loving and serving people who need life transformation, Jesus has given us everything we need in the power of the Holy Spirit to have a healthy church in every community. I believe that. I believe that we can totally do that. I got six minutes. So how are you being strengthened corporately? I know your students. Sometimes it's hard to get to church, but you got a group of people on campus, corporate strength. Amen? Amen. And the third thing I just want to quickly share with you, because I do want a time to be able to respond, and it says, at this place of great faith, where you're being strengthened in your inner being, and you have corporate strength, together we can believe for the impossible for the church, because this is what the scripture says, now to him, now to him, say now to him, who is able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. This isn't about me doing it alone. This is about the work that is within us. And so what it tells me is this, that is if I am personally being strengthened in my inner being, and if I am being corporately strengthened, watch out for whoever's doing that because they can ask for anything that they can hope for or imagine, and God will do it. Yeah. God can do it. It's all about the Holy Spirit that is working in us and not being controlled by what your human emotions would tell you that you can or you can't. See, when you're being strengthened in your inner being and you're corporately strengthened, my emotions or my personality don't dictate what I can do for the kingdom of God. It doesn't. But the power of the Holy Spirit does. And I wake up every morning believing that in my spirit.
We started in a garage. We're now in a building that still needs a lot of TLC, but it's there. We've done a lot of remodeling. We still don't have parking, I was telling my friends over here. But we have heard from God to plant three daughters. And our question is, where's the next God? Where's the next God? You may not change our outer circumstances, but that don't stop us. That don't stop us in saying, what's next? My question to you is, what's next? Have you placed limitations on the God who says you can ask for anything you can think of or imagine and he can do it? How many want to make Jesus famous in this house? How many want to make Jesus famous to him, to him, to him, to him, to him be the glory, to him be the glory in the church? in the church from generation to generation, forever and ever. How many just would stand and say, I want to be a part of that. I want to be a part of that kind of a church. I want to be a part of a healthy church. I want to believe that we can have a healthy church in every single community here in the United States and internationally. How many believe that? Yes. That's why we're here. That's why we're here today. We want to remind you that if you're not a part of something healthy, if you're not a part of something growing, man, ask us some questions there in the foyer. CMNU, just come and, and ask some questions. We would love to be able to talk to you because we believe that God is calling us to something great and something mighty. Amen. This chorus right here is, I'm going to pray for you right now, and then we're going to end by singing and believing. I believe in miracles, God. I believe in miracles. I believe in what you can do. Will you just raise your hands with me right now? Just raise your hands wherever you are. Wherever you are. If you say, I have two minutes and I want to come to the altar, you can come to the altar and just be here two minutes as a response and saying, God, I believe, I believe, I believe that you can use me, God, in the name of Jesus. You have given us everything we need by your spirit. You have given us everything we need to be able, Lord, to grow in our inner being, God. You have given us everything we need, God, to not be defined, God, by our past, our emotions, what others may say we cannot do. God, you have given us everything we need. Lord, I pray that we would be strengthened corporately. That students here at North Central would know, God, that you have called them for greater things even now, even today, in the name of Jesus. Will you sing this song and sing it with all of your hearts?